Welcome to Surrey's Greener Future. In these podcasts, we will identify ways where each and every one of us can do our bit to make a difference. We will also keep you updated about a number of local projects supported by Surrey County Council, which are designed to improve the environment. I'm with Martin Charter from the Farnham Repair Cafe. We're talking about their plans for the future. The last time that Martin and I met was nearly 18 months ago at the Repair Cafe conference, just before the first lockdown. We start our discussion with the activities that resulted from that conference. There were a lot of very keen people from all over the UK at that conference. And then a week later, came to an abrupt halt. What happened? We, we being the trustees of the Repair Cafe, started to sort of think about exactly that question. What do we do next? The conference was very successful. We had over 80 people and we had about 120 pre-booked and we lost 30 or so because people were nervous because it was just on the cusp of lockdown and people were just starting to get nervous. So the conference itself was very successful. We got people from all around the country and there was a lot of networking going on. It sort of strongly indicated the interest in people sharing knowledge and ideas and the different levels that people were at, you know, in in the UK. And and indeed there were people starting to think about it, but they didn't quite know what to do. The event did its job and brought people together for the first time in the UK, and and our analysis suggested that people really liked it. And then we were hit, as you said, literally a week after by COVID and lockdown. And indeed, my colleague who was on the front desk was one of the first to get it. It was very successful. It achieved the objective that we set out, but the trustees were faced with, what do we do next? I can't precisely remember the chronology of it, but we'd already were using Zoom for different activities through my other projects. And so at some point in time, we started to think, well, why don't we actually start to run some webinars amongst other repair cafes? We'd already seen people were interested and we, we put together a series of webinars targeted at UK repair cafes around initially looking at the business models in its broad sense that repair cafes were using to adjust to COVID to continue. And then we put on other webinars that were really designed to help people who were setting up and running repair cafes. And a third variation where we crowdsourced our repair experience and then ran a webinar sharing that very specific repair knowledge for more for the repairers rather than the manager. And those were again very well received. A number of those, I mean, it was 60 to 80 repair cafes joining. And the thing that I noted most was the chat boxes very quickly went over a, a 99 comments. There was a strong culture of people trying to share knowledge and experience that really was a reinforcement of what we saw at the conference. So a strong sense of collective knowledge sharing. So what we then did was to experiment with trying to do things through Facebook, running some Facebook events. And like a couple of other repair cafes in Cambridge and some other places, 
it sort of worked but not very well and then what we also did was to try and encourage people to send in repair requests through Facebook so we ended up closing down the events and just had an open stream of inquiries coming in that then repair was would advise on they couldn't do repairs and we weren't going to try and do online repairs like some had done it really just people were providing advice and sometime around when we came out of the first lockdown we decided that we would try and put together a, a drop-off model where people could drop off the products in a covid secure environment and so we really set to trying to redesign our model to adapt to that, of which we did. And I think as of July, between various lockdowns, we've run about four of those sessions. And, and they've worked very well. But the key thing that is missing, the key thing that we know and people that know with repair cafes and our own research, is the big thing is, yes, we're getting the repairs done and even a higher proportion a successful proportion of repairs because we're sifting out those we can't do in the beginning but of course what everybody's missing is that social dimension that interaction the community feeling that one-to-one -one people element so we're looking forward to trialing a hybrid open repair cafe session in september and that will be back in your previous location in the spire in farnham it will be actually in the main body of the church because we were planning before the first lockdown to transition into the main body of the church there to have much bigger space. Uh, but of course, we've not really been able to do that. And the church itself, who is a partner, we've had to adapt to their needs and their constraints as well. So we're literally in 10 days going in to do a, the final recce as to how we move from our smaller hall into the larger hall and ad adapt our processes. In parallel to that, we are also have been looking to re recruit new repairers because in COVID we've had a few repairers who've just not responded to anything. We've got one guy, I think, because of Brexit happening in between, has decided to move to the Netherlands. Another one has decided to move to Scotland. And there's a few that have just not responded to anything at all. So we're in this position of going out to recruit new repairers and bring them on board for September because we predict that we're going to have a big increase in interest. A, because I think we are in a new green wave at the moment and B, part of that new green wave, I believe, is about climate change, is around nature, but it's also about social and community. So I think people are perhaps looking at more flexible work packages and approaches now that people will be spending more time more flexibly maybe in their communities and things like repair cafes particularly once people see the social dimension of that may trial those new initiatives out perhaps where they didn't engage in the past what types of things can you repair and what types of things can't you repair well the good old statistics that we've compiled, we will repair 66% of our products that come through the door sight unseen. And that goes up with the drop-off model because we're sifting ones out that we can't do. I think when we've done the analysis, so we've got four categories. We, we have full repair will work straight again. We've got a partial repair where we partially repaired the product. 
then we've got something we call advice given where we can't repair it and we advise maybe a specialist in the thing. And then we've got products that don't fulfill any of those dimensions. And that's only about 10 to 15% of all the products we see. The majority of products we can repair or provide advice in some form, but we've set a number of categories of products that we won't touch. So if it's a petrol-driven device we don't touch that and there is a number of other products we're also a little bit careful about stuff that comes in that looks like an antique and we've been a bit careful around some larger consumer electronics so we don't really tend to take larger tvs we wouldn't tend to take white goods like dishwashers or washing machines but we've had a couple of those in there and really, sometimes we've decided with the large TVs that have come in, some of the repairers like to have a go at it. So I have to say, it's over to you if you want to try and repair it. But generally, the other criteria is it's got to fit through a single part of a door. <laughs> yeah, that's quite important when <laughs> yeah. people are bringing things yeah, in. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. In fact, they've got to be able to carry it as well. Indeed, there's certain criteria like that, but we've seen people bringing them things on bicycles and trolleys and, and all sorts of things. And that similarly is an issue that actually I saw 10 days ago at our last drop-off session in that somebody had brought in this very large, I think it was a hedge trimmer or something, and, and they could bring it in, but the question was, could the repairer take it home in his car? So there's a bit of a debate about whether that... So that's another factor we have to think about, and, and actually going forward, we'll have to think about even more. It could fit through the door, the guy could bring it in, but could our repairers take it home? So you'll be having your open sessions as you had before, where repairs are done in front of people? Yes. And you're going to have your drop-off model. As at this moment in time, we will have our last drop-off model on the 14th of August. And then we will have a meeting of the trustees in August to decide if we are still happy to go for the open session. What we may do is to encourage customers to book in their product online. That may take them to the front of the queue if they bring in their pre-filled in form. But our goal is to move back to the, the open session, but in this larger space for 14th of September or something very close to that. You said you've been recruiting new repairers. Mm. Have you found that people have been very enthusiastic mm. to join? We decided to go out and try and raise awareness through the local groups, the Lions, the Hedgehogs, and get a little bit in the Herald and, and stuff. And we've had 15 to 20 inquirers. Some of those, once we had things explained to them and once they thought it through a little bit, it perhaps wasn't for them. And I think we've got down to about 10 to 15 who are really keen. And we've got, again, amazing skills out there. We've already run a little session to share knowledge on Zoom with these new repairers. But then we're trying to encourage our repairers to come in to have a little bit of a one-to-one -one chat that we can deal with any questions or we can assess their skills and competence levels, which seem to be very high. I would hope, because there's always an attrition with these things, we've got a process for our repairs that they do need to fill in a simple form. But like everything else, some people don't like to fill in a form. 
but people are required to fill in a form on their background. So, as long as the trustees are happy, as long as the venue's happy, it's all go for September. Indeed, yes, and everybody's looking forward to it. We've got amazing repairers slash trustees, some who do both. The engineers love problem solving. They also miss that interaction with the customer, the buzz, etc., etc. So, yes, we're all looking forward to that. And also just random things that will occur. There's always something that happens that is is interesting and, and different and within the open sessions we never see the products beforehand so any product can just turn up which is also a challenge to the repairers as well and I think the other thing that I should mention there seems to be a growing awareness of repair by particularly the repair shop on BBC TV and also the UK has passed some right to repair legislation that is following on from European legislation, but pair as a as an issue is now becoming more visible as well. So that may also lead to more interest and awareness as well. So I suppose the message for the people of Farnham is, if it's not working, if it's slightly broken, then look out for the Repair Cafe in September. Indeed. Please come along. Just type in Farnham Repair Cafe. You will find us through the web or Facebook and in September, just turn up, give us a trial and join the 1,300 people who have had at least one product repaired. Well, that's good to hear. And of course, if you don't live in Farnham, there'll be a repair cafe somewhere in your area because there are now lots of them across the UK. So look up locally and see about getting your things repaired. And if you're based in Surrey, lobby Surrey County Council to set up and facilitate a network throughout Surrey. Well, thank you very much, Martin. It's been lovely to see you again. Great to see you as well. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio as part of Surrey's Greener Future programme. Please use this material to help inform others.